1460 KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now as we head north to Whiskey River in Ankeny for the Cyclone Fanatic radio show powered by Mechdyne. Now, here are your hosts, Jared Stansberry, Brent Bloom, and Chris Williams. He's back. Man, I was saying on Stans and Fitz on Tuesday night that I think it had been six weeks since I'd seen Brent Bloom. Yeah. And he's here. Since I've seen anybody. Yeah. But You've been kind I'm of holed up in your house. I have. Uh, For good reason. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Congratulations. Little on guy the number two. Of, of Thank little you. Little guy number two. Yes. Um, and advice for you single folks out there or those recently married with no kids, take advantage of the time to go places and do things while you can. When you have one, even if you have one, you can kind of get out a little bit. When it's two and you're playing man-to-man defense, yeah, you're you're stuck. Yeah, there's there's not much you could you can do, which is which is great. And you know, little guy's healthy, doing well, and uh, we're getting by. Getting yeah, by one day at a time. Fitzy asked me about that, and I was I was just like, man, I I don't it, think I've seen Bloom since even before Thanksgiving. It's I, yeah, yeah, not not a whole. I didn't get to go to the bowl game. Finally, at back at my day job, and it's actually not fun to work because yeah. it's like ah, oh, now you're quiet. Just kind of tired bit. of being in your house. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. so I was I was pumped up to come today, yeah. come, come to the show today, and then well, last night happened. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you here. Thank we're you. Glad to have you glad here on the, on the Mechdyne powered Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Uh, also presented by our friends at Carl Chevrolet. If you're looking to buy a newer pre-owned vehicle, Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny, Carl Chevrolet of Stewart. You can find them online, CarlChevrolet.com, CarlChevroletStewart.com. I would hope by now most people in central Iowa know where Stewart is, so you just go west on I-80 uh, out, out of Des Moines. So I went to elementary school in West Des Moines, and we did a exchange program. An exchange to, to, program? Yeah, to Stewart, because they were the farm kids, and we were the... And I, thought, I, was like, I thought it was the middle of nowhere. Like, what? A farm? I swear to you. It was an exchange program to west central of Stewart. It's like most places they send people to, you know... Japan, yeah, or nope. something like you guys just sent them out it, to West Central Valley. It, honestly, and I'm from. I grew up in Iowa. First time in my life, I was like 11. I'd never been on a on a farm. That is remarkable. It, it was like we'll, a, we'll talk about that yeah, more no, another time. It, it happened. It happened. All right. Yeah, and then uh, exit 90 off I-35 uh, in Ankeny is is the main at Carl the Chevrolet at the Rock is the primary Carl Chevrolet location. You can find them. Uh, at, at those places, if you're looking to buy a newer pre-owned vehicle, you kind of mentioned it before. Uh, last week we had a little bit of a therapy session where Fitzy came in and and let me vent it out a little bit. Uh, you and I, I think, I, I'm sure we've got plenty to talk about when it comes to this Iowa State basketball team, especially after last night, uh, a 26-point loss to Kansas, the second worst home conference loss since Hilton Coliseum opened in 1971. And I can tell you that that statistic is correct because I looked at every home game that Iowa State has played That's, since 1971. And there, there were some years in there, too. Yeah. That weren't great. Yeah. I, I was going to ask if you remember the 2003 game. Oh, yeah. Where they lost by yeah. 29, which is the only one worse. No, definitely. I was. That was a, that was a rough Iowa State team. That's when That was the year Jake Sullivan tried to play point guard. Yeah. It didn't go very well. Did not go very well. Yeah, I didn't. Go, that um, was Ricky uh, Morgan. You say she's last year, maybe right? Uh, no, wait, because it was. Think, it would have been January of or like or February. Of was it 03? Yeah, so, yeah. that that was Larry's last year then. Is that right? Yeah, because Wayne's first year right. was 03 yeah. or 04. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of 01, 02 was the uh, Jake Sullivan. 
Ricky Morgan experience. Yeah. But either way, not great. No. I mean, it's just – and, you know, I, I think that the, the thing that kind of stinks, like, for us is that a lot of the stuff is things that we've talked about a lot for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. And that's what – when I'm sitting down to write a column last night, I'm like, man, I can write about what – I can write about the basketball stuff. But the basketball stuff has not changed from really game two mm-hmm. against Oregon State mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that people are tired of hearing it. I'm sure people are tired of reading it. Like where we talk about, man, they got to be this defensive team. They've got to come out with this mentality. We've been saying that for however long, and it won't change. And – that's where now, like, that's the discouraging thing to me is it's like no matter how much it's said, no matter how much it's written about, things don't change. And then even when you get into a game like this against Kansas where you go into it, everybody knew Kansas was going to be a more talented team. The Jayhawks almost always are. But they, you have to figure out a way to play as hard as them or harder than them if you're going to have any chance in the game. And Kansas was without a doubt the aggressor in that game. They were the one who played harder of, of the two teams from beginning to yep. end. I think yep. that Iowa State came close to matching it early. For 10 minutes. And, and after about that first 10 minutes, it was it was not even close. Yeah, and, you know, I haven't really had a chance to express some words about the last couple of weeks I've mm-hmm. been holed up as we talked about. But, it's been rough. Um, I'm glad that you're here. We need yeah. reinforcements. So here, here's kind of where I'm coming from here. And, you know, you get this – and it's, it's a natural thing. You get very reactionary of, okay, this is bad. Who do we blame? You know, rather than let's look at this, why is this happening, and how do you fix it, which is a much harder conversation. It's a lot easier to say, well, hey, this is bad. Blame the coach. Blame this, you know, and go to the, the fringes. But we knew this was, when you looked at this team at the beginning of the year, Steve Prohm went out and said it in the opening press conference. We have to be a rebounding team and a defensive team. We're not going to be able to score the ball as well. It's just who we have to be. They knew this. And, frankly, when Iowa State's played a Power 5 opponent this year, other than the Seton Hall game at home, which they won playing tough defense and they rebounded well, but the other, whatever, seven games they've played against Power 5 teams – they haven't been good. I Outside looked, of one, Alabama. I'll give them the yeah, Alabama Yeah, okay, game. defensively. Yeah, defensively they weren't very good. They, yeah, offensively they are very but, good. So, so they've but played, Alabama might just what, be really bad defensively. Eight power five teams. Yeah. Seven of the eight have more than a point per possession, which is kind of the baseline, right, when you're judging defense. That's just, if you know you're not going to be as talented offensively, you're going to have to win in other ways, and I would say it's not. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening is, and if you look at the metrics over Steve Prohm's tenure, and you can even stretch back to Fred Hoiberg's because it's very similar defensively. Defensively, I would say it's been about the same. It still is about the same on average this year as they were for those previous eight years. But they're much they're not as good offensively, and so what happens is you're playing that same style but right. not making jump shots, and so right. what happens, last night happens, because yeah. you're giving up way too many baskets and you can't keep up. And so what happens is, as a fan, the first thing you look at and you see is, like, that team needs to make more shots. They're, you know, they're, they're throwing up bricks left and right, and it got ugly at times there in the second half, but really where the problems are starting is on that defensive end because this is where Iowa State has to excel at, and they're not. They just have not done well on the defensive end or rebounding, and this roster is cannot succeed as a jump shooting team right now because they just haven't shot well. 
Yeah. And I don't know if they will. Yeah. I mean, really, the only reliable jump shooter has been Tyrese, and he can't do everything. Yeah. And so your your roster construction is that of a defensive-minded tough team that's not doing that right now. And so what's happened is what has happened the last three weeks, and it, it, it looks – it looks bad, and is it fixable? And I think you had a good call about that. I don't know. And either the mindset has to change, and you've got to buy into the defense and rebounding, or you're going to have to play the old way and hope that magically Prentice Nixon, Regier Bolton, and Michael Jacobson start making threes. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm going to buy that because I don't, I don't know if those guys, those guys can. See, and that's something that I've kind of – I feel like I've hinted at a little bit, but – Last night was the thing that like really put it over the top for me, where it's like, if you want to play that way, if you want to be this defensive team, this grind it out, we're gonna really, we're gonna go, we're gonna turn every game into a fight, we're yep. gonna make everything, we're gonna really junk it up and make things just hard on everybody. Man, that you gotta, that's a mentality like that is that is built in the program that is like that is what the program is, you know, yep. that's what Kansas State is. That's what Texas, Texas Tech. Tech is. But that's what like makes Kansas State, when you get a group of guys like Dean Wade and Barry Brown and, and all those guys that they had these last couple years, that's what makes them special is because you get these guys that then they're good offensively. When that team was playing well offensively, no one was beating them because of how good they were on the defensive end. And then they could come down and they had some individual talents who kind of made up for some of the offensive Anemic things yeah, that Bruce they, Weber just has always had in, in, in his style. Chris Beard. Chris Beard is the same way. He builds his teams the same way. Where they are going to beat you up. And just think, like, early on last season, they tried to play that really plotting style where he's running the motion offense. And it's like, and they those guys got no freedom. All of a sudden, he gives them a little bit of freedom. Jarrett Culver breaks out, becomes a lottery pick. You've got Moretti, who becomes a, one of the most feared shooters yep. in the league. But like I said, that is something that you are recruiting to. You're going and finding kids that you know have this toughness about them, that it's like, this is what they do. They fit how we play. Javon Carter, like at West Virginia, was Javon Carter one of the most talented players in the league until he was a senior? Definitely not. But he was one of the biggest nuisances in the league because he just fit that style so well. And Bob Huggins is like, that's a guy who can play in my system and can be successful. Yep. Iowa State has not recruited to that for eight years. For, and like, and they have been something completely different for, I mean, more ten years, and then you don't just all of a sudden, like you can try, Slippers, you, you can yeah. try, you don't just all of a sudden one day you're like, man, our roster isn't very good. This is what we got to be. Like, it's so hard to do that. It's so hard to change an identity like that. Yeah. And that's 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 just that's where I think Iowa State's at right now. Yep. So you got, yeah, I think you right on. So Iowa State historically in the last under prom and then fred as well was a free-flowing jump shooting team got a lot of freedom offensively. a lot of freedom and they're still trying to do that but they're not making jump shots no and so this is this is kind of kind of the result and the other part here and so when your identity is that way and it's not working and you're trying to do something else and so now you're caught in the worst possible thing and that's in in between and I think Iowa State right now, you know, at times I thought in the Bahamas played pretty well, right? Like they they are pretty efficient offensively in the, all three of those games. Yeah, defensively still not great, but I, I mean, even the Michigan game and the uh, Seton Hall game they lost still moments offensively. Like I could see the pieces kind of fitting together, 
And for whatever reason, progressively as this season has gone on, either it's you know teams are adjusting to what Iowa State's doing, but now Iowa State is really, really stuck, and you can see the confidence has just fallen off. And you're stuck between what am I supposed to be doing out there? You even saw heard a guy like Trey Jackson say it last night. I am clearly thinking too much when I'm on the floor, and you know poor Prentice Nixon, and you see Rashir Bolton, Michael Jacobson, Solomon. They're they're just thinking an extra tick, and there's no. What made those George, Naz, Monte, Matt, Deontay teams so great is those guys just you know mm-hmm. it was second nature. They were confident. They 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 just played confident, and if they missed four in a row, shot five was going up with confidence. Right. Last night, all those guys, it felt like they're thinking one extra hiccup before they shoot, and then it's just not it's not going well. So you're thinking too much offensively. It's that's not great. And then defensively, I think Iowa State's been average enough everywhere. They're not rebounding the ball well. They're not guarding ball screens well enough. They're not challenging shots well enough that they're switching a bunch of different coverages, and they're not good at any of it. Yeah. And so you're stuck. What are we good at? Right. And then you're thinking even more, and you're confused, and now you're just kind of in a big, big mess. Yeah. And so you either got to simplify the thing and figure out what you're good at, but that's that's really hard to do, by the way. When you're in the Big 12 – and you've got the third-ranked team in the nation who is figured out, and they were super efficient and very good last night. Kansas, right? You've got to give props. Kansas some credit. Yeah, I mean, part of that. Very, song, it, they, that's they a lot of it. Very, that's very a, good. That team. I mean, that. That obviously, Irish State has something to do with it. I like that team a lot. That's yeah, a good. team. Yeah, they've got they've got every single piece, and when Brown comes in and knocks down shots, it's when like, they well, knock, right when they hit luck. shots, I mean, you're you're done. It still shouldn't get to thirty points though, and I think that's the troubling part. And then they talked about in the fanatics just, and it, it's the fact that Iowa State's now lost three or four at home. You pair that with last year, the way it ended, the way it ended at home, and yeah, as an Iowa State fan, you have every right to be a little discouraged right now. Uh, but then how do you how do you get it back? And I think. I don't know, and I think that's the other part yeah. of it is there's no there's no simple solution right now, and it's got to have it's everybody's just kind of discouraged and disappointed, and yeah. you know make Saturday's game low key pretty important because right. Iowa State needs good vibes right now because they're, they're they're lacking confidence, everything is tough, everything isn't fun right now, and to get out of that rut, you you just got to find a way. As Bill Fenley always likes to say, there's no trade trade deadline or free agent signing you can have. Right. So this is the group you got. How do you maximize that? And I don't know. I I don't know if there's a simple solution here. And that's where it's like, the another one of the things that's just been kind of frustrating to me is it's just like there's been no like, and it goes back to that same thing I said before. Like those teams, like they commit to that style. Like this is what we are going to be, and they do it. It's not just on defense, where it's like, we're going to play this way on defense. You don't see Virginia, where they want to play a certain way defensively, and then they're like, all right, now we're going to get out and run on offense. Correct. You know? Like, it's got to be kind of one or the other. And you've got to figure out a way to put, to find two things that complement each other. And, and right now, like, Iowa State wants to play this way on defense, but their way they play on offense does not complement that way they need to play on defense. And it doesn't complement the, the, the personnel that you have. It, and, okay, go ahead. No, it's you're right, but but then again, Tyrese is best. Yeah, in and that free flowing open floor, and so yeah. it's like, wh- well, and that's what I'm saying. Like you almost got to pick to one. Yeah. You almost got to pick one. But like, think about those teams with Monte and George, and like, and even, you know, like the Royce team, like ones like that. They were not good defensively. I mean, some of those, some of Fred's teams were, got off or bad on defense. Yeah, and Steve's had, Steve's, the second year 
the Monte senior year, they were they they've were been closer above, to average. They were above average yeah. defensively. They've been closer to average yeah. for the most part, while yeah. still being very good on offense. on offense. They aren't quite like outside of last year's team. Like they haven't been like. I mean, Fred's offenses were like they top, were top, top ten, top, top, top ten, five, top yeah. five in the country. You know, but then uh, they would be, you know, top one fifty in defense right. or something like that. Whereas like Prome is top 100 in defense for the most part and then being in the top 25 to 30 offensively which is like i mean that's good that's good uh, obviously that's good like they've gone to the tournament they've had some successful seasons but it's like at that point they're like man we just aren't gonna be good defensively then they kind of just were like it is what it is yep. we're we'll not gonna be good outscore you. so we're just gonna outscore you and if we got to play into the 90s you know you, good we'll, luck keeping up good luck us. keeping up because yep. we're gonna have the talent that is gonna yep. we're gonna is gonna win most nights yep and they did and every once in a while, they'd get against one of those teams or you'd get into a night where the shots aren't falling, and you'd lose a game that you shouldn't. And, I mean, it would happen. It's, yep. It, there's some very notable ones, you know. But they, they, would, they were so committed to, like, this is what we are. And we don't care. Like, we don't care how, how we are on the defensive end. This is what we are. And that's where, like, they're in a problem right now is it's like you just don't have the personnel to really commit to one or the other. And, but that's where I feel like now – if I was, this is if, if yep. I was the coach, like yep. if I was the one sitting in that chair and it's like, man, what am I going to do? I think I would just be like, this is what my best player is very, very good at. More often than not, he is going to be the best player on the floor on any given night against any given team. Last night he wasn't. Devon Dotson was phenomenal in that game for Kansas. He's going to be the best player on the floor. George Condit, I think, is more often than not going to be the first or second best big man on the floor against every team that you play. Build what you do around those two guys, and then everybody else, you put them around them. And it's like, if what they do well is they get out and run, and they're playing that free-flowing style, then it's like, that's what we're going to do. We are going to get out and run, and it's like, if we get beat on defense, whatever. Get the ball out, get it in yeah. Tyrese's hands, let's go, let's run, let's get in transition, and let's see what happens. The problem is, I think, the roster is limited enough to do that. Um Sure, those two guys are great, but in order to to you know to play that, I I I tend to agree. I mean, I think if I look at Iowa State's roster right now, the strength is clearly the two big thing. It's just not working. It's a disaster. It's just not working. I mean, yeah. those guys aren't rebounding well enough to put it in advantage. And I know, oh, so so the thought is, all right, um, you know, they play a little bit of Condon and Jacobson together. Well, yeah. let's just try Solomon and Condon together. Maybe that it's just. I don't see it. I, and so I think we embrace the – I'm with you. I think you just got to try and go more up-tempo, as weird as it is. It, and it could flame out completely, but right now Iowa State's stuck. They're stuck in between, and I think that's the worst place to be in it. But, but Jared, as you know, you're, you're in the middle of Big 12, and by the way, those guys are really good yeah. that you're coaching against. And the worst thing you want to be is – conflicted in what you want to be doing yeah. and then especially in the middle of the big 12 season so it's it's just a it's a tough situation to be in and there's just no way there's no clear-cut way out but you're right Tyrese is great Condit has potential but I think if you play that system you still gotta have guys to make shots yeah and I don't know if they have that I think that we've seen though where like Prentice when Prentice forces shots that is when he has a hard time. Correct. Where it's like the first pass or the second pass of a possession. Even last night, the early on in the game, he hits a three-pointer. It's an in-rhythm shot after you know, getting the ball rotated around. I think 
I feel like as a college basketball player, like he should be able to shoot some in rhythm knockdown three pointers. It's the weirdest like, thing with step him. Step into yep. it. I mean, I think Richard Bolton is good. the same one. Yeah, his yeah. form. Like they both don't have bad no. shots. Uh, but then I think that that's where you go. Solo, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Solo was very important to that team in 2017, or what was that? 16-17. Yep. They would not have gotten to the point that they did without that kid. Solo just frankly hit. I'm just being honest. He hasn't gotten any better in the time since then. Is it his injury? There's been injuries. There's been all kinds of things. But it's like Solo is the same kid that he was three years ago at this time. And that's where it's like, okay, you know, you got to pivot a little bit maybe from that. But, like, if you get, like, Zion Griffin out there. I think that Zion is a guy who can help you in that kind of scenario where it's like we're going to get out and run. We're going to use athleticism. We're going to use Zion's athleticism. As ugly as his shot is, he is, he's shooting the second highest percentage on the team. Yeah. And then the other guy that I – and I know that there's like we all talk about the defense and all this kind of stuff. Terrence Lewis is horrible on defense. Like don't get me wrong. He yep. gets lost on defense all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you want to play the best to complement your best player, I think Terrence Lewis is a guy you got to put on the floor. Because he's he's one of the only other guys that's proven to knock down a shot, and and I know, like I said, I know we talk about the defense, all these kinds of things. It's like, man, maybe we just play the way we've been playing. We put these guys in the position that we recruited them to do, and it's like, if they don't do it, get it done, then they don't get it done. Because at this point, what are you going to lose? What is there to lose? Yeah. Does that all make does no, that all I, make yeah, sense? Yeah, it like, does. It, it you you run the risk. So. Okay. You want, so let me let me back up a little bit. There's a reason why Iowa State is in this situation they are, and it's it is the head coach's fault, and it's not. Did not anticipate you'd have the departure of a Taylor Norton Tucker. I think Wigginton we all knew was gonna was gonna go, um, and there are some there are some misses along the way. Uh, you know, Terrence Lewis is a top 100 kid. Yeah, that just. For whatever reason hasn't quite been as productive as you need to be. I mean, they're the situation with Cam. Situation with Cam, right? What it should things you did every? I think that they did everything that they possibly could possibly could have for him. So there, there, there are there are some explanations why the roster right now is limited. That said, it is your it, that's your job. Like you you put the roster together. This is what you have. Figure it out, right? So. If you knew before the year we're going to be a little more limited offensively, maybe we need to be tougher. If you go just the speed route, like what Alabama did, because, I mean, they're playing up-tempo and sometimes recklessly so, it can get out of hand in a hurry. Yeah. Like, you play a high-possession game and you're not being effective offensively, that thing can get ugly quickly. So I get limit possessions, try and ugly it up. But that's clearly, it's just, other than the Seton Hall game, it hasn't, that hasn't been effective for Iowa State either. So I, yeah, maybe that's the way you go. And you know, honestly, Oklahoma is a good opportunity to do that because that's not a. I think that's a bottom five, they don't guard twelve team, and they don't guard either. They so maybe guard. the chances to put up some points and get healthy and yeah. feel better about yourself. Because more than anything, you played basketball at a much higher level than I did. If the ball's going in, you feel better about what you're doing defensively, and I think it can kind of snowball a little bit. But right now, Iowa State just isn't isn't doing much well, and it's affecting all parts of the game, and uh, that's why they've lost three of four at Hilton, and, and it's it's not very fun right now. Yeah. 
All right, we'll continue to talk Iowa State basketball when we come back on the Cyclone Fanatic radio program powered by Mechdyne on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hey, guys, it's Chris Williams saying thank you to Mechdyne. Who is Mechdyne? I was asking the same thing just a couple of months ago, and then I met some people who work for this fantastic company that is based out of Marshalltown. It was started by Iowa State graduates who are now hardcore Cyclone fanatics over 22 years ago. Mechdyne is not only the premier audiovisual and IT service provider in central Iowa, but also around the globe, doing business in six of seven continents. They'll bring that global expertise along with local support to help you implement AV technology for conference rooms, classrooms, auditoriums, sports venues, or really just about anywhere you want technology that actually works the way you want it to. So check them out today at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Hey, Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156th and Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, board certified and sports fellowship trained orthopedic sports medicine physician and surgeon at McFarland Clinic in Ames. As an official team physician for the Iowa State Cyclones, I really enjoy the opportunity to work with athletes here in my hometown. My colleagues, Dr. Buck, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all levels, including sports injury evaluation and treatment, arthroscopy, surgery, stem cells, and PRP treatment. Don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! Cyclone Fanatics Job World is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. Hey guys, it's Williams here for Des Moines Eye Care and Ames Eye Care. I care for the entire family conveniently located throughout central Iowa. I've been up to Ames Eye Care a couple of times now. I see Dr. Kruger. You've all heard me tell you about how he looked at me for like 30 minutes. Actually, it didn't even take that long. And he's like, dude, I know why you're having headaches. It's because you stare at your computer for 15 hours a day. Wear these glasses. It'll help. And it has. Actually, it's completely changed my life. Now, I'm a dad. Got a four-year-old. She's got some eye problems herself. And you know where I'm going to take her? Yeah, that's right. Ames Eye Care. Des Moines Eye Care. Family Eye Care. They can help you guys, too. Check them out today. Des Moines Eye Care.com. Ames Eye Care.com. 
and tell them Cyclone Fanatics sent you. For the second straight year, Whiskey River, located in Ankeny's Prairie Trail District, is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show for the Iowa State Athletic season. Whether it's a Saturday night out with the bros or lunch with the family, Whiskey River and Ankeny's great food, drinks, and friendly service makes it the perfect spot for any occasion. Whiskey River's wall-to-wall TVs make it the perfect place to watch football, baseball, and every sport in between. Plus, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff to talk Cyclone sports on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Welcome back. It's a Cyclone Fanatic radio show powered by Neckdyne here on 1460 KXNO. Jared Stansbury and Brent Bloom coming back to a little G-Easy. You know anything about G-Easy, Brent? Nope. Saw him in concert in Did Omaha you? back in uh, 20, what was that, 2013 with uh, Lil Wayne, T.I., and uh, man, who, who was the other one? Two Chains. Who op- was G Easy the opener? Yeah, he was Say like it. the opener opener, and then Two Chains was after him, and then it was Ti. Ti only did uh, Blurred Lines. That's back That's when Blurred Lines with yeah. Robin Thicke was a big song. Uh, he did. I don't think he did a single one of his own songs. He played Blurred Lines like three times, and then Lil, uh, Lil Wayne came out and did his thing. Lil Wayne was like the dude when I was in high school. Like he was, we were, were the same age. Yeah, he That's was more my. He was getting a little closer to the the downward slope of things, but uh, <laughs> he had some rough goes of it further. Yeah, oh, further. yeah, man, he's still having a hard time. Yeah, I, yeah. That just goes to show what happens when you drink a lot of codeine for an extended period of time in your life. True but, that. <laughs> uh, talking in that first segment about <laughs> that's true uh, for any lifestyle, oh, yeah, rapper or otherwise. Right? No, yeah, no kidding. Uh, talking about Iowa State basketball in that first segment, uh, you know, I. I mean, I think we can sit here and talk about the basketball issues like until we're blue in the face. Some of the things just aren't really going to change. It is what it is. Uh, but one thing that I do think moving forward is going to be interesting to watch, and it's hard not to blame anybody for it to being this way. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to me. You mentioned before Saturday against Oklahoma. I think we'll talk about that maybe in the last segment mm-hmm. a little bit more, just the the, spef- the specifics of that game. That is a must win in my mind because if you do not win that game, you go to your zero and three, and then you've got road games in Waco, Texas against Baylor, who is a top five team in the country right now, and is the Bears are good, good. They, they're good everywhere. And, and Texas Tech. It's painful for me to admit that, but then, they really are. Then you go to Lubbock. And you got yeah, the same thing. Tough. When and you've got perhaps the best coach in the league on the other side, like that. Those two teams next week, you aren't beating them. I mean, I, at least not what I've seen from Iowa State so far. You're not beating those two teams. Zero and five start to league play, and then you got Oklahoma State coming back. I mean, I, yeah. that might. I'll just say, if you're zero and five in Big Twelve play, that might be the smallest crowd I've ever seen for a well, Big Twelve game in Hilton Coliseum. That's what I would pro- be projecting at this point. And that's what you get worried about is you know Iowa State fans are used to success and yeah. specifically used to success at Hilton and it's just been a downer and I, and again I thought made a great point on this station earlier today is 
Iowa State fans, to their credit, were involved. They feel like they matter, and they do at home. Like, they can be the difference. I mean, look at the last 30 years. Iowa State's record at home compared to road. It's crazy how much better it's been. And even though Iowa State's won some road games in the last three to four years, the home thing hasn't quite had the same effect. And so Iowa State fans take great pride in Hilton Coliseum. And so I think in order to just get some good vibes back, got to win Saturday and then Oklahoma State as well. Because drop those and it's just like, man, what's going on here? And, you know, on the message boards, on social media, you make a big deal about, oh, you know, Hilton Magic's gone and all that. It, it, you know, okay. Hilt Magic is the fans. Mm-hmm. It's the team. It's the belief of even when things are going poorly, it matters. And, and quite I frankly, I can tell you right now, when you walk into Hilton Coliseum, you don't feel the magic. But it's when a it's conf- like when it's it, empty. It, like yeah, the, the, but it, more than anything, it's a it's confidence. A building, you know, but yeah, like, it's what the it's, people. It's what the fans bring to the building. Exactly. And right now, this is not a confident Iowa State team. So they got to yeah. get some good things happening to kind of reignite it a little bit, and then you know get people feeling a little better about what's happening at home and then maybe maybe you run into some things on the road but it's just it was really hard it, the hardest part yesterday was sure Kansas is good they were favored you probably expected to not win that game but 10 minutes left in the game and Hilton starts to empty out empty out and it's just like I I don't like that yeah that that's not a that's not a fun feeling for anybody and it's happened in the past and it's not it, no, nobody wants that. Nobody, no. no you, that's not a sight that anybody wants to, to see. And it was weird right, when Kansas made that run. It was almost like a reservation of everybody there. It was like, well, time that, to go. That, that's it. And I don't blame yeah. anybody. Shoot, but it's just like that. That's such a a far place from where we've been the last ten years. And so, got to find a way to turn that around. Yeah, and that's like, I. It's weird to me because it just. It's like all of a sudden it just flipped a little bit. Like, we're just like, suddenly it, it stopped. I don't know, not not that it, like, wasn't there, but it's like, it wasn't the same all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you said this in our Slack the other day, like, and, and I looked it up again last night. From 2010-11 until, or through 16-17, yep. Iowa State lost 12 games in Hilton Coliseum. So in seven years, Here's they lost 12 games. They yep. lost six, or 12 games. They've lost 14 games yeah. at Hilton Coliseum since then. and But at the same time, I mean, they were above 500 and on the road in Big yeah, 12 play right. last year. Did a lot of great things. Which is like, that's they, and that's something I was talking to Alex Holstead and Dylan Mons last night. It's like, even in the Fred years, you, I mean, if they won two road games, you're like, man, all right, that's, like, you're, you're doing well. But you always knew they were going to win eight. So that home. that's the crazy thing is the two, so there three times Iowa State's won, I think, uh, five road games in the Big 12. Since the Big 12 started, maybe four times. But two of those were the last three years. Yeah. Like, they've done things that other coaches at Iowa State didn't do. So, And that's what I don't understand. Which is, it's just, it's the, it's the, there's a paper to be written, and I honestly, I think there's something to this. Maybe not during the, for the Fred years, because that was more contemporary, but, and I love officials, but I think as more of these games have been televised, I think you don't get homered as much anymore in, in college basketball. Um, the, the the crowd doesn't impact officials yeah. as much, and so your home. If you look, at, I bet if you did a case study of all college basketball, the road home splits have evened out quite a bit in the last ten to fifteen years. As all these games have been televised, just something to think about. But 
it's just odd that Iowa State would not only lose some of these games at home. You would, I no, guess, it's I true. So. I think I, I think they're I, I, when sure you would right. go when you would go watch a Johnny team play or even you know Floyd anybody and looking Eustachy, to write their dissertation I mean, on statistics. Yeah, but those play, you would get it was. I mean, and I think that the Hilton crowd fed off that a little bit. But anymore, the last three years, it's like. In the past, Iowa State needed a stop. It felt like the Hilton crowd would just will them to a stop every single time. And then now, the last three years, every time Iowa State needs a stop, I swear to you, somebody hits a three yeah. or you know banks something or does something. It's just like the balloon pops, right? And they just haven't had those momentum-sustaining plays to get get those crazy Oklahoma runs or those Iowa runs. It's like every time Iowa State goes on a run, you saw it in the Iowa game. Like 8-0 to start the second half and then boom. Iowa hits three threes back to back to back, and like, well, there goes that. Yeah. And even Iowa State yesterday made a nice little run, cut it to what, 25, 22, and then boom, 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 it's back up to 11. You're like, well, there we go. And they just, they haven't had that sustained Hilton magic run the last three years, and I don't know why that is. Yeah. And I, I mean, you can't, the fans are largely the same. Maybe the student section's down a little bit. You can blame that, but. It's just like there's there's a couple things here and there that just aren't adding up. I have an interesting theory, actually, on the student section thing. Uh, I mean, at least in my mind, I think it's interesting. Um, I think that the student section has struggled to fill up the same way a little bit. Think about when it was that that started, that it stopped filling up every game, people waiting in line and stuff like that. About three years ago. Yeah. What else happened about three years ago at Iowa State? Football. Yeah. I think that's a large no, piece of it. Fair. And I think that that was where, I mean, everybody, especially early on in the season, it would be where it's like everybody's paying attention to the football team. We're all going to go to the football game. we got to get our stuff done, you know? Like when I was in school from 13 to 16, <laughs> mm-hmm. football was horrible. Yep. Most of my friends is, didn't even go to the football games. basketball stuff. Yeah, like my, my friends did not go to the football games. If they did, they'd stay for the first half and go home. It was more about the party outside. Now it's like in like, but what we did is when the winter came, everybody was at the basketball games. I mean, I sat, I had to sit in the last row of Hilton. I don't know how many times because it was like I couldn't be there early enough to to sit down in the in the bottom. Yeah. But it's like now it's it's like, uh, well, we know we got to go to this football game on Saturday. We're more we care more about the football game, and I mean that's just how it is in most fan bases. Like most yeah. fan bases probably are that way where it's like football, like. You get when more people there, and like football's good. Like that's more of a party, you know. No doubt. And that's like I think what some of that can be contributed to, but I don't think that that's like all of it. And it's just, but that's just it's a weird thing to me where I don't understand how they can go on the road and win some of these games, but then they can't win them at home. home. And that that's that's weird. But and I think that Iowa State fans, as much as like they want to win the Big Twelve. I have a hard time believing that if they defend home and go eight and one, nine and zero in Big Twelve play at, at Hilton Coliseum, I don't think they'd care that much if they won more than three league games. I mean, I could be wrong. There are people obviously out there who are like, "Well, why can't we win the league?" But like, if you're going eleven and eight or eleven and seven yeah. in Big Twelve play, you're still finishing in the top two or three probably, and you're going to be right in the hunt. And you know that every game you went to, they were probably going to win. So, not to get too philosophical, but. Growing up, going to Hilton Coliseum, that was the getaway, right? Like, the winter in Iowa sucks. How many games did Johnny Orr win on the road? Oh, like, in his he whole averaged career? Like, uh, probably win in a half a year on the road. That's what I'm saying. They didn't that. win any no, games so that's, on the road. But this is the thing. Like, and the games weren't on TV, which helped, right? So if you wanted to, if you wanted to pay attention, you had to listen to the radio on when they were on the road. 
But when they're at home, it's like, yeah, it's on. It's us against them. We know we're going to win because we're at home. And Hilton was the fortress. Like, you would go there, you would expect to win, and that was the escape from the winters. And it was, like, maybe it's because you're nostalgic about your youth, but for me, like, that was it. Like, I would look forward every single, like, when is the next game at Hilton? And, yeah, you'd pay attention to the road games, but at Hilton, okay, Missouri's coming to town, Kansas is coming to town, let's go. We've got a chance to get these guys. And then, you know, growing up with the, Willoughby's and the Cato's and then Pfizer and Tinsley and all those guys. It just seemed like a sustained thing where Iowa State was so good at Hilton and they're always going to be good at Hilton. And you felt as a fan that you made a difference because you're making enough noise where they couldn't think or the floor was rumbling. And that that disappeared for a while under Wayne and then and then Greg, but it came back. And you're like, all right, this is what it is. In the last couple of years, it, it they just haven't had that success there. And I think you know, fans are smart. When what felt like under Fred, that any time Iowa State they could come back from anything. And now, halftime yesterday, you're like, well, you just kind of wrote it off, and it's yeah. it's just a different feeling because that's what the trend has been. And, and that's not to say it can't turn around, but there's a there's a relationship between the people that go to Hilton and that that basketball team. And when it's not there, it's just tough. It's sad because that is. That's the entertainment during the winter, and to take that away, I think you think has people bumped. But yeah. I mean, and we talked about it. You still have some pieces, and, I, and this is what I get back to. I think this roster it's limited. We've talked about that, but there's still enough there, and I don't think the Big Twelve is like that extraordinarily great. I don't think cos- that, college basketball in general is correct. that extraordinarily so great. So it's January eighth, ninth, ninth. Two games in the Big 12 play. There's 16 games left. Okay, this isn't written off yet. It needs to start Saturday, though. It has to start Saturday, like we talked about. And you got to come up with an identity, like we talked about. Yeah. And you got to let Tyrese be Tyrese. That guy is worth the price of admission on his own. Did not play great yesterday. No. Kansas, but, I think, got a lot to do with yep, that. It's got to go through him, though, and he's got to just carry this team. It, it, and if I'm Steve Prohm, I say, Tyrese... Man, it's your it's your keys. Let's yeah. go. Everybody follow this guy. He's a sophomore, whatever. Prentice, Solomon, Michael, I know you're seniors. Let's follow Tyrese and just just go just let it loose. Yeah. Let it rip, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll talk more about Iowa State and Oklahoma after a quick break when we come back on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show powered by Mechdyne on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hello, Fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the forever true for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the Cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, these donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The Cyclone energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus, too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at forevertrueisu.com. 
because the world needs more Cyclone Spirit. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156 in Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams letting you know about Mechdyne IT Help Desk Services. Started by Iowa State graduates and diehard Cyclone fanatics over 22 years ago. Mechdyne's onshore team of U.S.-based experts provide quality IT support around the clock. After hours, IT support can be hit and miss, but Mechdyne offers a lot more than just answering service during your non-core hours. You'll actually receive the same level of IT support no matter what time of day you contact them. They space out your organization's IT team from those routine support tasks so that you can focus on growing your business. As a trusted consultant, bringing fresh ideas and cost-effective solutions to many day-to-day headaches of routine IT user support, check out mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E dot com. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For over 25 years, I've taken care of ISU athletes and am an official team physician of Iowa State athletes. I'm a proud supporter of Cyclone Nation. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleagues Dr. Buck and Dr. Warmy and I for extraordinary sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man, 
and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. When it comes time for my friends and I to decide where we'll watch college football on a Saturday night, there is no better choice than Whiskey River in Ankeny. Whiskey River is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show again for the 2018 season and is the perfect spot for your get-together of all ages. Whiskey River's great food, satisfying drinks, friendly staff, and wall-to-wall TVs make deciding where to go a no-brainer for any situation. And don't forget, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Welcome back to Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, powered by Mechdyne, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, Jared Stansberry, Brent Bloom. Bloomer, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the business for a, a new truck. Yeah. I'm going to go out to Carl Chevrolet okay. here in the next week or two and see Silverado. if I can get myself a new vehicle. Probably do with the Chevy Colorado. Colorado, That'll like probably it. be the one I'll be looking I like into. It. I'm not going to go to the one in Stewart. Which other people could, if could, you're maybe if in West Des Moines. Yeah, it's yeah, not a bad drive. Head out to, to mm-hmm. Stewart. Check them out online, carlchevroletstewart.com. Uh, but I've been looking at on carlchevrolet.com at their inventory out at Exit 90 at The Rock there you go. in Ankeny. Got one picked out? Yeah, uh, not one picked out yet, but I've got I've looked at a couple different options. I've got That's my eye on, eye on some possibilities. Good Cars time. are expensive. That's the if you get, get one before it starts to snow. It hasn't snowed yet. No, it has not snowed yet. Uh, but that's uh, that's something that I'm going to be doing. Well done. Probably in the next few weeks. Um, all right, so let's close this thing out. For I will say first, we had a guy call in named Roger okay. uh, that he wanted to talk about timeout usage. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about the why Seaprom takes timeouts after you made baskets because I think we've talked about that a lot. In the mm-hmm. past, I know Coach Prom has explained that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying I necessarily agree with it, but I mean it is what it's, it is at this point. Doing it for five years, I don't think it's ever going to change. Uh, I do think that Roger made a good point though in asking why Coach Prom did not make a timeout or take a timeout during a 17-0 run last night by Kansas. Yeah, the pro- so and like obviously we're not in Steve Prom's brain, but that's but they also got caught in the TCU game without one. Yeah, could have used one. Yeah, um, but I think he also went home with two of them last night. So, yeah. Well, we can't take him home with you. But <laughs> you can't you can't. can't take him home with you? But it's that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's hard to be a coach in college basketball. It really, like, that's is. that's one of those things. But I mean, the only thing that I I've never agreed with the deal about taking timeouts after a made basket, especially when you're on a run in At your home. own arena. Uh huh. I've never agreed with that. But at this point, like we might as well just accept it as it is what it is because he's been doing it for so long. They probably isn't going to change at this point. Yeah, and looking back, probably should have called a timeout. Although I don't know what you would have done differently there in that run. I mean, Iowa State. It's not know, like it was. Here's like, the thing. Last yeah, last night, you're making is, an adjustment or something. First half, specifically when they still a game, the looks were were fine. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, early on in the game, I thought they actually weren't playing good. that horribly no. on offense. Um, defensively was a work in progress all game long, and, and that's a concern. I think that the they're end. like they came out playing hard, played hard, you know. And I don't necessarily know that their game plan was working the way that they were hoping it would. Correct. Uh, so I mean, I think specifically the one that like that comes to my mind is where you were monster doubling in the 
in the post. Sending Mike Jacobson across. Azubuke has, has, has become, I don't Pretty think he was doing it early in the yeah. year, but he was like, they've been doing that to him a lot. He's just throwing those lobs up to David McCormick. Yep, it's As we saw late in the game, David McCormick is very good at dunking the basketball. And <laughs> most... Pretty much everybody else in the conference does not have uh, a guy have like Cormac and a Ozebuka, and a Doke. Yeah, yeah. But that dude's a, um, a stud. I'm ready for him to not be in the league anymore. I, I, so let's talk going forward, right? Yeah, going so forward. So 0-2. I think at this point, writing's on the wall. You just you got to s- switch something up. Prom has always had this. You lose two games in a row. That's when you make a lineup change. I think I think it's in due time that that Condit has to at least get a look to try and provide some yeah. sort of spark. I think that this is probably the game, and I thought that this last game would be the one. But then after I thought about it a little bit more, I'm like, man, you got Azubuke. Like I don't know, I don't know how much I trust Condit with Azubuke just because of his the physicality and all that kind of stuff. Hindsight 2020, maybe you make the change anyway. It, doesn't, it clearly did not matter that much, uh, but I think that this is probably the one because of the fact Oklahoma they don't. Don't have a really back to the basket guy. Don't have a back to the basket guy. Uh, They don't defend anyone. I think they're the worst defensive team in the league from what I've seen. Um, And they're going to get up and down. I mean, Lon Kruger's teams almost always do. I I think Saturday will tell us a lot about what Iowa State thinks going forward and how they think they can attack. I I think it's in Iowa State's best interest to run with them, Mm -hmm. let Tyrese loose. I think so, too. Play a lot of Trey Jackson. I know know Trey hasn't made much, but – I think I think he's capable, and I think he's this close to you know really he making a shoot very confidently. Yeah, he's got to like. just step into it. But I think if he gets more minutes, get more run, I think I think it'll start to turn around. I mean, I think uh, I think Prentice funda- Prentice's fundamentals are fine. It's just it's just not going. Uh, yeah. Same with Michael. I think you just you you trust some of those guys to just play, see what see what they can do. And I, uh, unfortunately, I think for your seniors, I think it means probably more time for on guys. the bench. Yeah. And you and you got to see what you have in the younger guys. But you know, now's the time to do it because you just your Saturday is a big game, yeah. and Prentice is a really good defender. Um, and I think if you're in that type of half court, you need to stop. Okay, he played great against Seton Hall, by the way. He really shut down Powell, played well. I just don't know if Iowa State's in that position right now. So I think I think you give extended run to a Jackson, to a Caleb Grills, who's shown you a little bit, and then and let Zion see what he can do against a smaller, big lineup that Oklahoma has. Doolittle's good. Manick's good. But I think those are the types of bigs that, that, that Zion can run with. And I think you just extend the leash for those guys, see what you have, because quite frankly, those seniors aren't producing enough to to make me trust them right now. Yeah. And the the thing that stinks kind of about playing against Oklahoma is that they are one of those teams that if you let them really get on a run, like man, yeah, they, they can go they crazy. They can bury you, man. Yeah, and like, they won. They've got some offense, and they beat Texas, a good defensive team. Yeah. Uh, this earlier this week. Have you watched Texas much? <sighs> not not pretty. That offense, dude. Is, Not pretty. The, the offense is real, real bad. I mean, that's the thing. So Real bad. Iowa State is 0-2. Up 3 on TCU, right? Yeah. Okay, didn't happen. Awful execution. Had to foul right away. Didn't. We know this. But, you know, Kansas is great. Kansas is Final Four caliber. I think Baylor's really good. Tech's solid defensively. Offensively, a lot of question marks. They're young. K-State's down. I don't think TCU's very good. Oklahoma State is really a work in progress. Um, Oklahoma question marks like 
Is it outside the realm of possibility right now that Baylor and Kansas could legitimately both be number one seeds in no. the NCAA tournament? No, it's not. I don't because think so I think, I think both what those, I've seen. I think they can go 14 or 4 or better in this league, 15 and 3, 16 and 2, something like that. Uh, they play Saturday. It'll be interesting to watch. But point is, you know, the Big 12 is not great. No. So even though Iowa State's been down and they got drilled by Iowa, they lost to A&M, we know this, TCU, Kansas, yes, all history, it's on the record. Iowa State has pieces. Man, you've been too been gone to too still, long. No, Iowa State has pieces to still win some games. It's got to start Saturday, though. Yeah. If, if Iowa State loses Saturday, then then you know the the alarms ringing right now. It, it, a couple more alarms start to ring. That's like big red hit the panic button mode. Yeah, I mean you just it's a big game. It's a big game, and it's like if 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 you're not you, you lose to Kansas, okay, Kansas is supposed to win that game, but this is a game at home against Oklahoma team that's pretty average. It's like you got to get it. Just yeah. got to get it. Yeah. I mean, I I just I, I don't I don't even know. Yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't see know. and I've seen a lot of well, I you know, I was going to go 4 and 14. I still don't see that. I still think this team no. is capable of I mean, the other thing I, too NCAA is like, tournament's a reach, probably, but I don't think I don't the know. I don't think the league is that good. I don't think it's good. I mean, I I, I think that the top is good. I, I just said it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Kansas and Baylor are both capable of being top caliber teams in college basketball. Yes. I think that right now we are seeing the not the beginning, but we're really starting to see the effect of what the NBA has done in changing some of its rules with the G or like and changing yeah. some of its policies about the G League and stuff like that yeah. because the league in general or it just the college it, basketball college in general basketball. it just is not, not as good it's nope. not as deep nope. and that's I, it, I think it's bad for the so product I'll, but. I'll leave you with this Iowa State still has Tyrese Halliburton who in my opinion is, is a top 10 college basketball player in the nation right now give that guy to the keys and, and, and you hope you run into a couple more shots mm-hmm. um, you know not maybe not as quick trigger from the three, but obviously it's a jump shooting team. They're they're just not made for a low post game right now. So no. and they don't you, have anybody. They just don't. So you're gonna have to shoot jump shots, right? Like that part isn't changing. You just gotta shoot a better percentage and then figure out something defensively, create some more turnovers with a smaller lineup, do something. But I think this team there's still some wins on the table. Um but losing Saturday would really, really be discouraging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I... more so than now. I, I think that they'll. I don't know. I have a hard you time. You want to talk pick, yourself into picking I them to win? Though. I think the. Uh, we'll see what the the what Vegas thinks, but it's just. I think for the psyche of everybody, it's been a long three weeks for the Cyclone Nation. Could use some good vibes Saturday. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Man, it's good. It's good to have you back. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. It's been fun. I'm glad that I'm glad we were able to do this. They play Wednesday and Thursday next week. Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday and Saturday. I mean, I think it is Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, yeah. That one could be interesting down in down in Waco. Uh, but I know we get Chris Williams back next week too. So we're gonna have the the, the whole, whole crew, the whole band back together Look for out. the first time since like uh, 2019, October probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. But thanks to McDyne for being the presenting sponsors of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, as well as Carl Chevrolet here in 2020. We'll talk to you guys again back here at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Same time, same place on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.